guess this is everyone. So I, Neil did not have his class, so I guess half of y'all are supposed to be in there. Half of you's in here now. So in this class, Wednesday night, this thing's loud. I don't know if I can turn it. Can y'all hear it? Is, it? is it not too loud? Okay. Man, I'm echoing up here. I don't know what's going on. Um, but in this class, Wednesday night, so we're talking about Jesus' prayer life. Um, last week, Daryl talked about um, Mary's prayer, the prayer leading up to Jesus. Um, John, he talked about all the different things leading up to Jesus' birth. Um, tonight, we're going to talk about Jesus' personal prayer life, how Jesus taught us to pray, um, examples in the Bible, um, Jesus led by example, and we're going to go over some of that and discuss it. I hope you all have a lot of personal things to share, a lot of comments. Um, we've got about three things to look over here, so we may get out early if y'all don't have a lot to say, so hopefully you do. A um, couple notes here, a couple comments or quotes. So who we are on our knees is all that we truly are, no more, no less. Uh, that's a quote that, that Hiram gave me. And if you think about that, who we are when we're praying to Jesus or we're praying to God, we should be pouring out ourselves. That should be who we truly are. Hopefully we're the same every day. But when we're talking to God, that's who we are. God knows our heart. God knows everything about us. Um, the disciples, they asked Jesus to teach them how to pray in the Bible. And he did. He taught them through example. He taught them by talking to them, by teaching them. Um, they needed that. And Jesus did more than just teach them. He prayed himself. He did it daily. He did it as much as he possibly could. Uh, it's not only teaching them, he needed it himself, just like we do today. Um, the Bible teaches that we are to pray constantly. In 1 Thessalonians 5.17 says, pray without ceasing. What does that mean? What's that mean to you all whenever it says pray without ceasing? I know that's the, the common question. We've heard that question for years and years. What do you mean by that? Make a habit of it. Okay. Hadn't thought about it like that. Yeah. Anybody else? Pray without ceasing. You're constantly talking to God. You're constantly, you're making a habit out of constantly speaking to God. Anybody else? Yeah. Right. So God sees everything. If we're constantly thinking about God and praying to God, maybe it'll change our actions. Maybe it'll help us to stay more on that straight and narrow path. Um, the way he wants us to. Anybody else? Yes. Mm -hmm. That's true. And we're going to get into that about seeking God here in a little bit. We got time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. So sometimes we don't even end the prayer. We just kind of ask God for something, thank God for something, go on about it, and maybe we don't say, in Jesus' name, amen. Maybe it is a continual thing. Right. I don't know about y'all, but I thank God a lot of times, whether it's I didn't hit that mailbox or I didn't mess that up or thank you for this. I mean, we just continue to, to pray um, constantly throughout the day. Do you have something else? Mm -hmm. Doesn't happen very often. It doesn't. Um, so getting to work, praying constantly, cease, um, praying without ceasing, Jesus... If you think about it, before he came to this earth, he was with God, the Holy Spirit. He was in heaven for eternity. He'd been with them forever. So when he got here, there was kind of a separation there. There was kind of a, he was not in their presence like he was for all he had ever known. So when he got here, that praying without ceasing, he understood that. He needed to be in constant contact 
with the Father, with His Father, with God, um, with the Holy Spirit. And I think that's why he was using prayer so much. That was his connection from to God um, on a daily basis, praying ceasing, without ceasing um, constantly. So Jesus understood that, and I think that's why it's such an important thing to our Christian life to be able to learn to pray, to be able to communicate with God daily, um, all day, constantly. Right. Whether it's good or bad, give thanks. Sometimes things take time to, to turn out the way we want them to or for good, and we just can't see it every time. Okay, good. So in 1 Peter 2, 21 through 24, somebody read that for us. 1 Peter chapter 2, 21 through 24. All right, so Jesus went through everything we did. He suffered everything we did, but he is still our ultimate example in everything that we do. Um He's our example of what it meant to pray to God, why we should pray to God. And he endured everything that we did, so he is who we should turn to on everything. So as we go through his prayer life here, some of these comments, some of these examples, they may seem very elementary. They may seem pretty simple. Um, But the good thing is prayer is simple. It's just something we have to do. Um, But it is the simplest and probably the most powerful thing that we can do as a Christian in our daily lives, for ourselves, for others, for the church. Um, for everybody. So we need to turn to Jesus for those examples. So in his personal prayer, we're going to look at three different times that he prayed. Talk about them. I want your all's input on it, what you all draw from it, and um, we'll discuss it. So the first one is in Mark chapter 1, verse 35. These are short verses, but it's basically just saying what Jesus did. Mark 1, 35. Uh, sorry, I should have had that already pulled up there. Now in the morning, having risen a long while before the daylight, he went out and departed to a solitary place, and there he prayed. So Jesus got up early in the morning to pray before everybody else did. He went away by himself um, to pray. So getting up early to do something, I don't know about you all, but if I'm going to get up and do something early before school or before ch- um, work or anything, that's a sacrifice to me. Um, I'm sacrificing sleep. I don't like getting up real, real early. Milking cows, whenever I used to do that, Kathy can talk about that. That's, that was never any fun. I never got used to it. Um, but that was a sacrifice that we made if something you wanted to do. And Jesus, he understood that he needed to do that. He felt that that sacrifice of getting up early before everything else started to pray was something he needed to do. Um, it talks about it in 2 Samuel 24, 24, David a man after God's own heart, he wouldn't even offer a sacrifice that cost him nothing. Um, he wanted it to cost something. He wanted it to be a sacrifice that cost him something before he offered that to God. Um, and Jesus understood that. So why would Jesus need to get up early? Other than the sacrifice, why would he do that? Lack of distractions. Anybody else? Yep. That was what my, in Mark chapter 1, 32 through 34 and 6, 31, um, Jesus had people coming to him all the time. They were constantly coming to him, wanting something, needing something, and he knew that was coming. He knew that that was fixing to be part of his day. Um, in 6, 31 there, it says he didn't even have time to eat. So eating wasn't even as important as prayer was. He sacrificed everything else so that he could get up and pray to God. Do we do that? Do we make adjustments to our schedule? Do we 
go out of our way to sacrifice to make sure we say our prayers every day. Do you? Do you say you do, but you don't? Um, Hopefully you do. That's one thing that I try to do in my truck every morning. As soon as I drop the girls off, I don't care who's calling. I want to make sure that I say my prayer before I do anything else throughout my day. Um, I think we need to make those sacrifices. We need to make it a priority, uh, whether it's early in the morning or whether it's the first opportune time that we can to be alone. Um, So what's another reason to pray first thing in the morning or early in the morning? Okay. That was my next point is thanking God before anything else happens. I don't know about you, but as soon as that phone rings or as soon as the first person I talk to, most of the time it's probably something that I don't want to have to deal with and it's going to divert my mind somewhere else. So to me, if you do it first thing in the morning, you don't have that distraction. You're thanking God. You don't forget to do it. You have already done your prayer for the day and it starts you out a lot better. All right. What did you say, Kevin? Right. That's another point right there I had. We get a fresh start with God every morning. And while nothing's on your mind, while you are fresh, praying to Him, um, thanking Him for things, asking Him for your, your needs, um, it's a good time to do that. So if you're like me, can you tell the difference in your mood or in your outlook on life if you'd say your prayers first thing in the morning? First verses I think about are Romans 8.31 where it said, If God's for us, who can be against us? And then in Psalms 118.6, I think it is, what can man do to me? If I've prayed to God and I've said my prayers and I've spoke with him and laid out my thanks and my wants and my needs and things that's on my mind, it makes me feel a lot better whenever I start my day. Um, I don't have near the, the fears that I would any other time. Do you all feel that way? Does that help you all whenever you first start out talking to God? And I think that's what Jesus is trying to teach us here. I think that's, he started his day out every morning, I'd say, with prayer. Um, speaking to God, making that connection. And I think that's what he's trying to teach us here. That in the morning, before it all starts, let's pray. Right. And I think that's one thing that we kind of forget about Jesus. You saying that, and I didn't really know how to tie that in with all of it, because that's just Jesus overall. Um Everything he does or did for us on this earth, he was God. He didn't have to do any of that. All this was for our learning, for our example um, of how to deal with things, how to be the Christian that they wanted, that he wanted us to be. Because um, he was. He was God in the flesh. He was talking to God. He was God. Um, he did things that, that he wouldn't have had to and didn't for eternity until he came down to, to suffer for us. Um, sometimes that's hard to grasp or hard to understand. Right. Right. That's true. Just something. Right. Like I said earlier, it's the simplest thing we can do. You think, well, I don't know how to pray. Just talk to God. It's easy to do. It's simple. And if we're excited about something, I mean, I called Cassie today talking about the barbecue truck. I couldn't shut up. And I mean, her don't ever talk that much. I was like, well, I'm excited. That's why I'm talking this, this much. Um, so if we're excited about something, if we truly believe in it, if we truly want something good to happen and we trust the person such as God, it's easy to talk to them. It's easy to get excited. All right, so anybody else before we move on? 
If not, Luke 3, 21 and 22. Someone want to read that for us. Luke 3, 21, 22. All right, thanks. So Jesus prayed here at his baptism. So first of all, why was Jesus baptized? Like we were just talking about, he's God. He's God in the flesh. Why should he have to be baptized uh, in the Bible here? Why does it talk about that? It's prophesied. It was for an example um, to fulfill all righteousness. Um, and God here rejoicing called him his son. Um, he said this is the first time that God has been, that he called God, called Jesus his son. Um, so why was it important that he prayed at his baptism? He came straight up out of the water praying. Why is that so significant to us? What's your thoughts on that? Hmm? So thankfulness. Yep. Yep, he knew what his purpose was. He was thankful. My thoughts on it is he knew what was coming. So, yes, he had been baptized. Yes, he had fulfilled righteousness. But what was he fixing to face right after this? Um, he was fixing to go into the wilderness to be tempted. He talks about it there in Luke 4, 1 through 13. Um, I think he knew what was coming. So, yes, he was baptized. Yes, he fulfilled all righteousness. But he was fixing to be tested. He was fixing to go through a lot of temptations there, a lot of trials, a lot of things that he didn't know if he could do on his own. I mean, obviously he could, but he needed God. He prayed to God and used that for an example for us um, when he was going through those temptations. So you've always heard, well, pray for it and God will help you out of it. Or pray about it and God will help you. When you're tempted, when you're going through things, how is that possible? A lot of people I've said that to and like, well, what's God going to do for you? He can't help you through that. So when we're going through temptations, when we're going through things, we know we're fixing to face. How can praying to God help us through that? He's gone through it. Give us strength. Yep. That's true, too. Yep. Anybody else? So to me, I don't know about you all, but how many of you all know what my temptations are? How many of you all know my heart of what really tempts me in life to sin or to do wrong? You do, Ronnie? We all have our outward sin that people know, okay. But the true things that will help, that will make us stumble, how many of y'all truly know that? I don't know that about many of you all. Probably a handful of you. And that's probably not even the worst things that tempts you every day of the things you go through. But you know what? God knows every one of them. He knows all of my temptations. He knows all of your temptations. So who better to talk to than God whenever you know that you're facing something that's going to make you stumble? Um, to me, that's how God can help you out of any temptation, any trial, any problem. Because God knows what you're truly thinking. He knows what's going to help you get over that or get through that or overcome that. So to me, talking to God in prayer about these struggles that we have or things we're fixing to face, that's the best thing we can do. Now, to get someone to understand that, that's not a Christian or not been through it or not truly a faithful follower of God, that may be hard to do. But if you've been there, God's helped you before. He helped you out of it. He knows your heart. He knows your trials, your struggles, your temptations. What better person to talk to? Does that make sense? You all agree with that? Oh, yeah, he's not going to do it without asking. Right. That's true. I mean, he's not just going to do it because he loves us. We have to still pray for it, know what we want, need, 
express that to God in order to get that. Um, the next thing here in Acts 2, 41 and 42, um, the Christians that were baptized, they were taught to pray pretty much immediately after they were baptized. And I think that's one major thing that we need to to think about whenever we convert new Christians. Um, we ourselves, once we were baptized, things we do, once we are in uh, the church, in God's fold, learning how to pray and have a strong prayer life is very important. Um, does anybody got any examples of how you all made how you made your prayer life stronger once you were a Christian? Uh, did it take time? Did you come right out of the water and man, you knew what to pray for, how to pray for it? Um, did it take time to develop that? And what did you do that? What's some advice? What could you share with someone to to help them improve that prayer life? Did you ever think about it? Right. Yep. That simple part right there, we still, we overcomplicate things sometimes. Um, but as a little child, learning how to pray. Mm-hmm. What'd you have, Dwight? Kind of like what we were saying, pray without ceasing. Constantly be talking to God and, and in His presence through prayer. What you got, Andrew? Right. Right. Stay focused on Christ. Yeah. Anybody else? Right. Good. Anybody else? Before we move on to the next one. To know that you did have somebody to lean on until you you may not have truly understood it, but everybody else tells you you've got somebody to lean on, so until you actually do it yourself to learn, it's you have to experience yourself, right? Okay. So we're going to move to the next one here. Uh, Jesus prayed when he was alone. Uh, There's several examples of this. We're not going to look at just one scripture. But it's great to pray in the congregation. It's great to pray with others. Um, We pray every time we come together. Bible classes, when you pray at meals with others, when you pray just out in public. um, Praying with others is great. But praying alone is very important as well. Um, That is our own personal conversation with God. That's our dialogue back and forth to God. It's without ceasing. It's constant. Um, He knows our hearts. That is our constant prayer um, with God, our constant dialogue with Him. And I think that's why Jesus slipped away to do, to to pray whenever He was alone. Um, To get out of the business, the noise, the things that's going on in our life, even if it's just for a a minute to go in a closet or to go in your car or go somewhere. we need that alone time with God to, to talk about our prayer. And we've touched on that several times, several people have, um, about how they pray. And we need that. Um, that's our time to be honest with God. I don't know about you all, but when I'm up here saying a prayer or saying a prayer in public, you catch yourself repeating something you heard, which is fine, maybe repetitive, maybe, but do you truly think about what you're saying? Do you truly think about the words that you're saying or what they mean whenever you do say it? And I say it a lot. I've heard others say it. The ready recollection. Well, what's a recollection? And what's a ready? I mean, you say it a lot and you think about it, you understand it, but it just comes out, it rolls off the tongue. So we say it a lot. Um, But in our personal prayer life, whether we're a new Christian or an old Christian, learning to actually talk to God and be on a personal basis but still have reverence and respect that takes time. That takes something to to work on. Um, am I the only one like that? Do you all 
have problems with that sometimes? It is. That's true. Another example of that, talking about praying for people that's sick. My grandmother, she, um, what was it, four or five years ago, she was in ICU. I mean, she was pretty much dead. And she came through it. And the first thing she said to me when we came to the hospital, she said, I knew y'all Waddells had prayed me through that. She said, I just wanted to die. And she was mad because she knew what happened. And she was she was upset that we prayed for her to live. And she was, jo- I don't know if she was joking or not. I hope you ain't watching, Memo. Um, but anyways, prayer is powerful. Prayer does have an effect. And if we truly believe on it. Um, and I wasn't trying to say that praying together we say the wrong things or what I didn't mean that but our prayer life personal prayer life when we go off by ourselves, is different than prayer that we have in a group is what I'm saying or praying as a congregation um, we're asking for different things we're expressing ourselves differently as far as our needs and wants and how we're talking to God does that make sense um, just to clear that up a little bit but so in Psalms 145 18 It says, the Lord is near to all who call upon him, to all who call upon him in truth. So if we're calling upon him, if we are truly believing in him, if we're putting our faith in him, um, he's going to draw near to us. He's going to do what we ask. He's going to be there for us. He's going to answer those prayers. Um, In private prayer, we can ask for what we need. We can confess our private sins, things that, like we were saying earlier, Only God knows our hearts. Only God truly knows what goes on in our life for real. I mean, I hate to say it like that. Hopefully we're all true to everything, but God knows everything. So then those are the sins that we can confess to him when we are off by ourselves or alone. Anybody got any more comments about that? Yep. It's true. Every day, all day. And to me, you're talking about the singing. I play gospel music on my radio all the time. And it keeps me in that mindset. It keeps me in that presence, in that train of thought. Uh, whether you're praying or whether you're listening to gospel music, whether you're doing whatever, um, that's that without ceasing, that constant connection that you're having with God there. Okay, so in conclusion, Jesus did not just teach the disciples to pray. He prayed. He prayed all the time. He led by example, and he put it into practice daily what we should be doing as Christians. Um, he prayed all night. He prayed before big decisions. He prayed that th- when things went well. Um, he prayed when things were bad. He prayed all the time. So we need to have those moments in our life every day to where we do pray because um, prayer is our lifeline to heaven. It's our lifeline to God. And we need to, u- we need to use it every day, constantly, without ceasing. Um, and understand how important it is to our Christian life, to our growth, um, to let others learn from us and we learn from them how to pray, what to pray for, and how God can work in our life. Because I'm like Russell. You can see God working every day. Maybe not be today. It may be trials you're going through today uh, that you think, why? What's going on? But if we're in constant connection with God, constantly praying, trusting Him, um, it'll all work out one way or the other. Um, so let's pray all the time. Thank you all. We got out a few minutes early. <laughs>